The VOD Squad is brought to you with support from our amazing patrons. Join us live every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Central on Twitch. Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to another exciting episode of The VOD Squad, your show about streaming technology. I'm Matt, and this week I am joined uh, by Michael S. Hello, everyone. And uh, that's it? Wait, yeah. I, I, what about me? Wait, wait, where's that voice coming from? Uh, th- no, no, I'm sorry. Clyde is not here today. Obviously, but he's not here. I, I swear I'm here. Uh, I don't see you. Obviously, you're Hello? not here. I don't know. Hello. <laughs> I think I'm hearing something is in this my thing head. On? I think. I no, no. I'm sorry. That is the the ghost of Clyde we're hearing. Mm. See, Aww. Clyde's ghost is here. Is, Wait, is he, I, is, I I dead. Is, he keeps coming in and out of, of existence. I mean, it's horrible. It's poor guy. It's the, <laughs> the man has got uh, it, poor internet disease, and it sucks. I have is to say, it? Is it dropping? Oh yes, <laughs> yes yeah. you are. <laughs> okay. Never mind. Uh, so I guess is... I'm not here. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can say things. You just sometimes we're going to laugh at your how you drop. It's perfectly fine. Hey, this is uh, episode uh, two forty seven for uh, uh, February sixteenth, two thousand twenty two, and uh, uh, we're going to be talking about various fun things this week. And I was just curious. Hey, is anything interesting going on for you right now? Well, I'm working again, so that's exciting. <gasps> Wonderful. Have, is it uh are you having a is it something you're excited to do or is it like back to the slog no i i am excited to be working again and doing something interesting so i'm hopefully that will continue but for the moment i'm very excited cool i'm so happy for you um <laughs> i am uh working on fun you know normally my job is me walking around fixing things all day long but the last couple of days have been me working on paperwork which in one way is very very nice because <laughs> i don't have to do too much walking around uh one of the problems though is that that means i have to spend a lot of my time um trying to make sure this uh this very long document that i'm working on is going to be accurate for a, a big thing that's happening in the future so mm. yeah my my problem when I have to do a lot of paperwork is my challenge is actually staying awake. <laughs> oh, I, I'd say my challenge is actually it happening. Oh, doing the paperwork, actually doing it. <laughs> well, I'm know, sorry. It, it, uh, yeah, it it just happened to uh, they didn't it, print. I, I there's a giant difference with, between uh, physical papers and being something like uh you know a a spreadsheet which is basically what i'm working on right now and then inputting that spreadsheet so um yeah this i love spreadsheets i can work in them all day so that's not a problem it it depends did i make the spreadsheet where it actually makes sense and stuff is laid out in a logical fashion that's easy to read or did somebody else make it and i have to like work with a screaming brain as i deal with bad formatting uh in my case it is me trying to uh take multiple other pieces of information some of it in spreadsheet form some of it not put it in a spreadsheet 
and then make it look good and work well for me. And so I can import it correctly into my program. So I, I think Clyde, you might be like me. The, the biggest challenge I have as an individual when I get somebody else's spreadsheet or I am working in somebody else's code is not spending the first like 90% of the time it takes me to Redoing do the problem, <laughs> formatting it so that it looks the way I think it should look. Because there is a proper way to code. And if you're not doing it, it drives me crazy. And then I'm like, ah, gonna, that's a tab. Let's add spaces there. <laughs> well, tabs and spaces. Oh, let's not get into that. No, I'm just, okay. I, that's oh. why I picked that because <laughs> no, I'm a, um, yeah, I'm a spaces guy, but I hit tab <laughs> and let the application insert spaces for me. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, so You're, you have an IDE that allows you to customize your tabbing. Cool. Nice. I'm sure a lot of them do that now because it's, it's a thing. They all do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, no, uh, so uh, we should probably talk about the news because, you know, there's a lot of, there, there may be a lot of news, but actually not as much stocking of new, the streaming news this week. I don't know why, but let's go ahead and get on to it. This uh, week, we're going to start with uh, MoviePass. MoviePass is back, baby. Did you remember that awesome streaming service? Actually, it wasn't a streaming service. That movie service that would allow you to go and watch movies anytime you wanted for, well, one monthly fee? That's right. Never there was a, that <laughs> Clyde, you used it all the time. That's not uh, Allegedly. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. It used to be uh, a, a service which, which would allow you to, uh, at the peak of its uh, uh, of what people remember it by, allow you to just walk up to a movie theater, pay with a provided credit card, walk in and watch your movie pay, uh, paid for by MoviePass because you paid your monthly fee and uh, get, be able to watch as many movies as you like. As that was going on, the various movie theaters started fighting against this because they thought, People paying for movies is a bad thing for some reason. I don't understand that piece. And people, you know, buying concessions, which is where they make their money, is a bad thing, which I don't really understand their point of view yeah. there. <laughs> you, you remember how in 2018 there was this magical boom where movies were like everybody was going to the movies and everybody was making money? Mm -hmm. Yet, according to the theaters, uh, movie pass is killing the industry. Yeah, I I don't really understand the argument because it's a false <laughs> argument at that, you know, if, especially if they get paid full price for the movie ticket and they, you're buying stuff, yeah. it should make no 20, difference. 2018, 2019, they wanted nothing to do with uh, movie pass. Uh, fast forward one year. And <laughs> yep. Now they're like, please, could be a, could be a. Can we resurrect that zombie, please? Please. Uh, we didn't mean to kill it. Uh, so what's happened is one of the original owners repurchased the rights to Movie Pass because it was available for a song. We we did mention that a, like six months ago or something like that yeah, when that happened. And so what they are doing is they're re reviving it, but it's not going to be like it was in its heyday. You're going to get uh, you're going to be buying uh, a monthly subscription, which will provide you with a number of credits. And based on which movie you're going to watch, it's going to cost you a certain number of credits to go see a movie. You will be able to accumulate credits. So if you don't walk into the movies often, you will be able to carry over credits from month to month and be able to use them in other months. You will be able to use your credits to purchase multiple tickets so you can like bring your family or your friends to the movies using it. 
And um, as long as it's a good deal, uh, I think this is a good idea as far as, because uh, this is similar to other solutions out there uh, that feel similar to this kind of thing, using cre a credit system like this. Um, not the same as the old movie pass, but still it, a cool movie club that should work with almost any type of, uh, uh, well, it uh, depends on if they support it, uh, but most theater chains should probably support it in the future, I could imagine. Hmm. So, you know, I, there's there's a couple of things here that that catch me as being um, particularly, you know, questionable. I guess um, the first is the the fact that this is trying to come out in a time where every movie chain already is offering some sort of subscription service for their chain. Most people, at least in my experience, have preferences of where they go to see movies. And so it isn't really very limiting, for example, for me to have a membership at Alamo Drafthouse or Cinemark, because I'll just go there. It's not that big of a deal. I just choose which one I want to do most of the time. I'm going to go there. And it's probably going to have the movie I want to see. Um, most, unless I'm wanting to see like art house flicks and stuff like that which mm -hmm. alamo draft house would be the place to see that um if any places can have it but well, otherwise so there's that it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me in this environment they proved the model could work and then the theaters have all decided to do it um the, then the, the other big the you know, thing go ahead. though to your point is that this is theater agnostic because like, even if I wanted to drive an hour plus to go to Alamo, I can't get an Alamo subscription. It's not available. Uh, it was in beta before the pandemic and they shut it down, um, the beta. So I think if you were in it before, you're probably still okay. But uh, I can't currently sign up for it. Um, and then also the only other option with a subscription is AMC. And that's not a, that's not an option for me. So, uh, I would say for mo a lot of, a lot of markets, this is pretty good. You know, if you've got choices between man and, uh, Regal and AMC with maybe hmm. an Alamo someplace. Well, um, like, so. I mean, Regal, AMC, Cinemark, Alamo Drafthouse, all of those currently offer a subscription service. So Alamo yeah. has, still has their service. They, they did have it in a beta. They closed the beta and opened it to the general public. Um, so they all have. Yeah, last, last I checked, services. I couldn't, I couldn't uh, sign up for it, but. Uh, yeah. um, it may be. But also it's not really, a, it's not really an option for me. It's an hour and yeah. a plus away it's too far away. and that yeah and if you read my google uh review of the alamo up here it's yeah. uh not good um <laughs> <laughs> yeah you mentioned that you don't particularly like it but i mean so most of the theater most of the big theater chains there you may live in a place where that's not an option but like i said with with what i said regal cinemark amc and alamo that covers the majority of them. There are places like uh, in Phoenix, there's a, a chain called Bat Cats. They don't have one that I'm aware of, but they're small, right? Like, so there's, for every one of those, there's two Regals or Hawkins or something like that that does offer a subscription service. 
Um, the other yeah. thing that I want to mention about this is the fact that they say that they're a web 3.0 <laughs> service. And no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You said it wrong. It's web three, sir. Okay. Web three, whatever. Um, anyways. Well, they said they're relaunching <sighs> as web three, not that they are currently, I think that's the plan <laughs> that, and that's the legal, uh, that's how they, they can legally say it. Well, if I'm yeah. correctly from uh, my understanding, Web3 means it has something to do with a blockchain and or crypto technology mm -hmm. yep. and maybe with VR included in that. I don't know. Yeah. And they did say they're Web using a digital currency in uh, with credit. So, so I would credits say or digital that satisfies, currency? that satisfies that part of the definition. Yeah. Yeah. Web3 is utilizing smart contracts generally on solidarity, which is the chain that ethereum is on um or the technology that ethereum is built on so yeah i mean geez it, it just while i think there is a lot to be said for web3 stuff going forward i think that there are so many people trying so hard to get into it just so that they can have the the buzzwords in their name and they're stretching the reasonable and, and realistic utilization of it uh, you know using a virtual currency a cryptocurrency as your currency for the movie pass it, it just seems like a stretch to me oh it's okay they just need to have another new buzz term because you know quite frankly we haven't had very many new buzz terms in a while and that's what helps things sell you know you have whatever the new <laughs> buzz term is you know whatever it is yeah and crypto is been one of them it probably is that's why you saw like a ton of recent advertisements and companies pop up for crypto and sofi and whatever it's 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 all buzz it's buzz. It's trying to get people to, you know, be excited about the newest thing and to give a name to it to, so they can use that to help drive, drum up excitement. And that's fine. It's Web3 is just the, the next layer of that. In fact, it's version 3.0 of drumming up excitement, quite frankly. I don't know. Me, actually, I actually think I will be not using uh, MoviePass because I don't go to enough movies anymore. Well, if you remember, MoviePass was the me. only was the only reason that I ever went to movies. I saw a lot of movies over 2018 and 20, yeah, 2017 and 2018. Main only because I had MoviePass. And right. I just checked uh, the Alamo website and it is being relaunched. The, their service is being relaunched in some areas. And there are several areas that are coming soon and might, yeah, uh, it's never been live in, in my area. So it's never been an yeah. option and it's still under coming soon. Um, so yeah, uh, I, depending on the cost that that's my big thing is right. I don't mind if credits. 50 like, bucks a month. I, but that's what I'm saying is I, I like the, I like the idea of the credits that they roll over. So yeah. that if I don't I, I don't use my credits, if there's no movies in a given month, because right now right. you're lucky if there's a movie worth seeing every couple months. Right. Um yeah. in my opinion. Uh so the the fact that you can roll those credits over and it, it you know, I, I wanna see how the how the credits work. Uh like how many do you get? 
uh, how are they allocated uh, in usage? Uh, right. it, and I'd have to do that before I can determine if the 50 bucks is worth it. I mean, that's technically two movies at the Alamo, uh, two plus, because it's like 1750, uh, the last movie I saw at the Alamo. Um, right. So, yeah, I mean, that's 50 bucks. And, you know, if you can see three movies on a weekday, probably not a bad, bad deal. Um, no. And also, if that carrying over the credits over the month to month is key to this, quite frankly. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah, it seems like if they were doing something like using basically you're buying cryptocurrency for your subscription and the cryptocurrency can be utilized um, at any of the providers, then that kind of solution would, would kind of make sense because then those credits just directly translate yeah. effectively. Well, MoviePass is the newest currency. Look for it on the stock exchange next to Ethereum. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I did. Can I, I need a. Can I get a? Can I trade you some, uh, some, 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 some Ethereum for a? Hey, for a I'll, I'll give tokens. you four Doge for a couple movie pass. <laughs> that would be a sweet deal. <laughs> for whom? <laughs> I don't know who gets the good deal. There. The, the person that's giving you a few Doge that's no. worth like thirty cents or something, twenty cents right now. Uh, I think it's actually like sixteen cents uh, a Doge. <laughs> So you give them give them like 40 cents all right but yeah um all yeah right. i mean i i don't know it, it just depends on the way that they implement mm -hmm. it it yeah it's definitely not for everybody um and like i said i i'm tentatively excited right. uh but i'm not like jumping out of my seat yet i i'll, yeah. I'll wait speaking see. of jumping out of your seat there are a lot of people who've been up and out of their seats playing VR games in the last couple of years. Uh, we've had a lot of popular uh, people uh, registering their, their Oculus Quests over the Christmas break. And we've had a whole lot of people be buying other different headsets. And what's interesting is that apparently a, uh, uh, a, a, an insurance firm, uh, which provides insurance for uh, your TV and other equipment, has noticed a huge increase and the number of uh, of uh, claims that they've been receiving over the past years, over the past several years, a thirty one percent increase in claims from Avira, which will ensure your uh, your setup in case you accidentally throw a controller at the screen without realizing it, uh, means that they are seeing a lot more people getting jiggy with their VR setup. So well, the the guy in the picture is clearly part of that problem because you notice the wrist straps. Not you on. mean the ones that aren't on his exactly <laughs> yeah um no i think uh, mar part of this is just people walking around and knocking stuff over because they don't realize <laughs> their boundaries uh, um because i mean any anybody that's done vr at home has run into that literally um you uh -huh. bump into something that uh was your boundary was incorrectly set up or whatever and you bump into yeah. something like a coffee table to the shin or, you know. I punched my bookshelves once. Uh, <laughs> that hurt. Uh, but otherwise, I haven't, haven't bumped into anything. I just think it's funny. And I, I think, you know, if you buy a trampoline, your homeowner's insurance goes up. I feel like this is the next step. Do, on your no. insurance claim, it's going to correct. Do you have a VR headset in the house? If so, you're your 
your insurance increases by 10%. Cor- correct. Nope, don't have one in the house. Your insurance only goes up if you tell the insurance agency you have a trampoline. <laughs> Is it what? You, it, your your insurance doesn't automatically go up when you get a trampoline. It's only if you tell the insurance agency you right. have a trampoline. <laughs> True, but if somebody gets hurt on a trampoline in your yard and it's not, then you the deal with it. Then covered. until yeah. then, you you pay the lower <laughs> price and you know just cross your fingers. Um. Yes, <laughs> yeah. it, it's just funny that like. That is actually a question on a homeowner's insurance application mm-hmm. is, do you have or intend to have a trampoline? And next thing you know, you're going to be seeing VR headsets on there because people are like to smash their TV with it, apparently. Um, so, I, I, the we remote all funny. over again. It's so, great. Sorry, a little bit of schadenfreude, I guess, but I think it's hilarious. <laughs> people are smashing their TVs with their VR headsets. It is such a zero world problem. <laughs> it's a virtual world problem. That's what it is. That's <laughs> it. Uh, it's all right. We have more virtual world stuff going on here. Did you know that New York City is having a bike race? And then you might think to yourself, yeah, so they do that every once in a while. Well, would you like to know that this is their second bike race, apparently, where everybody in that bike race is being in the race with a, uh, you know, a avatar virtual biking experience uh yeah they uh they uh, went ahead and uh <laughs> so, they've uh, announced that they're going to be starting another a new bike race uh, using the using the uh wahoo kicker v5 smart trainers this is going to allow up to 160 different people get on their bikes and do a virtual race around new york with gradients and virtual drafts from other players as well so you'll be able to be doing actual drafting off by players with it so uh so let me ask are you familiar with zwift at all or is no. this the first you're hearing okay uh, it's been around for a while it's actually a pretty cool app i've got the uh sensors on my bicycle um because i can't ride my bike during the winter so mm-hmm. this oh this is actually pretty good um cool. because it's, you've got the you've got the cadence and speed sensors that you put on your bike and then right. your computer uh picks that up and then gives you, you know, you just put it on whatever screen you want and you go ride and you can ride with other people. And uh, the fact that they're basically doing a tournament is cool. Yeah. Um, I, does, I it think like, awesome. does it get harder when you approach a hill and stuff automatically? Yep. It, depends. it depends on like mine does not because I'm just using a regular bike with a, with a, a resistance stand and it's not computerized, there are ones that will. If you're using According the, to this, Wahoo, the Wahoo bike, Kicker V5. Yeah. yeah, if you're using the Kicker V5, um, then yes. I have a Wahoo Kicker, like the original mm-hmm. one. I think it's a Wahoo. Um, and Wahoo. it doesn't. It's just got a knob <laughs> that you set the the thing. But yes, the, the newer ones are dynamic. That's cool. That sounds pretty cool. It is. It is. I, uh, I, I would much rather be outside and not sweating up my basement. Um, see, <laughs> I appreciate that perspective. However, B 
being in Austin where it will melt you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you go outside and exert yourself more than picking up, picking anything up, you will start to melt. So at least three quarters of the year. So for me, and the fact that I'm allergic to all of Texas, Texas effectively is just constantly trying to kill me. Um, so I prefer to exercise in my house because I don't have to deal yeah. with those. So uh, this is basically uh, his position been positioned as like a lower cost alternative to uh, Peloton. Uh, the yeah. hardware is like if you have a bike, uh, you can get the cadence and the speed sensors, you know, probably like 30 to 40 bucks for the set. Easy. You need the the ANT plus receiver for your computer to receive that, um, you know, like 20 bucks. But the big thing is getting the uh, the thing for your bike to mount on. Hmm. or you can do like I do and you just go buy one off of Facebook marketplace. I got mine for like 20 bucks. It's like a $200 thing. I got it. Cause people buy them. They're like, I'm going to do this. And then they never do. And then you buy it used for 20 bucks uh, or whatever. Uh, the real thing is which software you use. Cause Zwift, if I remember right, is around 15 bucks a month for their subscription. Hmm. They are definitely the higher end, um, better quality. But there are free, uh, there are free or cheaper alternatives out there um, that use like actual video from actual roads, um, which is cool. cool. But uh, yeah, no, oh. the the fact that they're doing this is cool because I mean, it the the whole point of Zwift is it gamifies uh, your workout. And also yeah. it allows you to go do a virtual race. Uh, maybe you can't go to New York because, you know, it's expensive yeah. to go that far. You hey, do you want to race the Tour de France? You can. Uh, do you think um, like Zwift is a better option for the average person than something like Peloton? Or? Oh, absolutely. Because you don't have yeah. to buy. Uh, so like if the problem is uh, the Peloton, you've got, a piece of equipment that's only good with their app Zwift. Yeah. You use with your regular bike. You could get cool. an exercise bike, but uh, it's really, e if you use it with your regular bike, it's really easy to, you just flip the thing, take your bike out and then go ride. You don't have to take your wheel off depending on which trainer you use. Uh, some require you to take the wheel off because it's got a cassette built in. Um, hmm. Most are just friction against the tire, um, which it, it really, it depends how, how you want to get into it. But, uh, you know, if you've got enough room to set up your bike, um, then uh, yeah. it, and, and it's also a good way to dip your toe in. If you decide you, you're really into it and you want to get dedicated hardware, then you can, but you don't have to. And also the uh, the like uh, cadence and speed sensors that you put on your bike to use with it, you can also use while you're out on the road with most fitness apps uh, on your phone. Uh, cool. So yeah, very cool. cool. 
Oh, looks like the virtual world continues in our news today. Motorola and Verizon are teaming up to make a new way for your VR experience to be just a little bit better. This is actually kind of cool. What they've done is they've taken a, uh, a an off-the-shelf uh, Lenovo head of uh, heads of, uh, of VR headsets. These AR, head, AR headsets are called the Think Reality A3. They've been around for a year or two. I can't remember, uh, but they're designed to be extremely lightweight. <laughs> except for they are attached to your computer. At least that's what they were intended to do. Uh, but Motorola has decided to make a version of the of a, basically a cell phone uh, with 5G access because, you know, we've got to have 5G for everything now. Um, and we'll, let's not get into the debate of what is 5G, but please. Uh, <laughs> but instead of it face. being on a headset, which is basically all of it being on your head, thus making it heavy, difficult to wear and or makes it so you get tired, more tired more faster uh this is instead a neckband that means it has all the weight on your shoulders it's easier for you to handle all that all that uh, equipment ends up being onto this device it's like a pendant on your chest um basically making it easier for you to have a very easy lightweight uh display experience while having all the heavier compute equipment uh somewhere else on your body to make it easier for you uh... there this is not the first uh, company to do something like this. They've, a lot of them would do something like a fanny pack or something else or a backpack or something. But this is literally trying to put the uh, the phone style of, of uh, VR equipment right here on the pendant on the front of the, of the device. So uh, what do you guys think? Is this the future of VR? We're all going to be walking around with neckties. All, all I know I mean, is the guy in this picture looks like he's part of some future space cult. <laughs> yeah. it doesn't, I don't know. He looks like the guy from... Um, um, uh, Bill and Ted's out from the future, you know, where they're sit that, sitting there waiting for Bill and Ted to show up and they've they got their glasses on. So that's totally. I mean, the the question that they ask, I think, is is exactly the right question, right? Would you rather wear a goofy headset or a goofy necklace? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think probably from a, a health perspective, the weight on the shoulders around the neck is probably going to be less inclined to give you headaches and uh, cause you neck tension problems and stuff like that. Um, so I think that's probably a good idea. I mean, I still just don't see why they wouldn't have a single small cord to something that you wear on your waist. Um, My guess is this that, does, but just it goes to here instead of your waist. Yeah, but point being that your waist is visually less obtrusive mm. And also, it's even less dif difficult for your body well, to account for the extra This is VR, weight. not AR, right? It so could do AR, there, but we're talking there, VR. I was going to say, because if it's VR primarily, then it doesn't matter what you look like because right. you're not going to be seeing yourself. And I would say a shorter cord is much more favorable because there's less to get tangled and, uh, you know, uh, trying to, if you've had to deal or like spend any amount of time with uh, in-ear monitors uh, to a belt mounted uh, transceiver or uh, uh, receiver, uh, yeah. you, you know how quickly that long cable going down your back, uh, mm -hmm. how routing is so important and it becomes very annoying. Uh, yeah, a short thing from behind your ear to your shoulder, I, I would say, is is much a much better option. 
if this yeah. is AR and you're planning on walking around all day um, and using this, then well, no, I think this is terrible. Um, <laughs> because then you actually, you are actually being subjected to the opinions and uh, reactions of other people. Um, you know how much we laugh and make fun of the people that walk around with those stupid AirPods uh, all day or how much everybody reacted to the glass holes um, mm -hmm. with yeah. the Google Glass back in the day. Yeah, same thing. Uh, so it, it really depends what what the main focus of this is. Yeah, I mean, if you if you think of it as a as a VR, I, I agree. It, the simpler, the better for a VR solution, yeah. right? Around the neck, if you if you have to route it to your waist, probably you want that to be like under your shirt or something like that, so that it's not going to be in the way. But that's a real pain if you want to mm -hmm. trade to a different person. So probably not. Yeah. If you're hey, here, focused here, on take, VR, route but if my you're sweaty talking, cable down your shirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But if you're talking AR, on the other hand, then the less obtrusive of something on your waist, the ability to run a cord uh, under the shirt, that kind of stuff becomes far more valuable. And then the question is pretty plain. You would rather have something not seen than have a really goofy headset on, right? Um, to walk around and utilize and, and interact with. And I think the thing that this gets you closer to is that AR thing, right? Like the the idea of having 5G in the neckband mm -hmm. is not terribly useful for VR unless you live in a very unusual place where you can't get Wi-Fi or home internet, but you do have cellular. Okay, so that's weird. Um, but if you're actually taking it around with you, obviously at that point, having cellular 5G internet Mm -hmm. to your device is of use so that's why i kind of you're right it says vr i think of it as like well this only yeah, makes sense but, to me in an ar context exactly but yeah it's gonna be and also this is uh just a a step gap for when they actually get a thin and small enough that it just doesn't affect anywhere it can just be hide it anywhere in the glasses eventually ship it we're eventually gonna get it right into your brain It'll be right into your brain and you'll that, be able to say that's yeah. the reality of uh, Elon's uh, brain uh, research right. he's doing right now. I mean, I think that's that's obviously the 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 new solution for AR, right? But you know, I mean the thing for me on this is regardless of what you do from a computer functionality perspective, mm -hmm. um, it will be, you will not be able to get them as small as like these glasses, right? There will have to be more to the frame or whatever, but the, the real challenge is gonna be your battery because glasses, the goggles, VR headset takes a fair amount of power. And so you're gonna need a decent sized battery. This one has a 5,000 milliamp battery, which is bigger than most phones. Um, well, if they, get the, if they get the matrix tech, uh, perfected you have a 260 pound battery right here you, that's true sitting right in this you just chair. <laughs> you just have to like that's what you gotta you gotta do charge the brain, it from your brain movements chip. you do the brain chip that's powered by your body battery and then <laughs> then you just jack the hardware in uh when you're ready to use it right um 
Yeah. Sounds sounds simple. <laughs> Super simple. Sounds Someone like nothing. Needs Whatever. To get past the uh, human rights violations uh, <laughs> side of it. All right. That doesn't seem that hard. Come on. It's like that. It's not like they don't already do that anyway. I, so. I mean, <laughs> I I see the more likely solution being blood powered devices. You have to like bleed onto your phone a little bit to keep it running. I think that's that's this is sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> no. This sounds oh, that's horrible. The, that's the vamp system. Uh, that's right. Vamp system. It's it's the new way to power your phone. You don't have to worry about recharging. You just have to have a have a blade nearby. Vamp sis. <laughs> just be willing to bleed yourself. Oh, it's someone right. else. Hey, uh, is there's someone else that wants to bleed you? Uh, <laughs> actually, that uh, uh, is uh, Viacom CVS. Yes, they are trying to find new ways to take every single dollar from your wallet, as usual. No, uh, looks like they've actually uh, have an announcement today or recently about uh, a lot of changes that have been going on with them. They are really happy with their uh, with their uh, Paramount Plus service, which uh, they hit a. 30, over 32 million subscribers during the last quarter so they are they are really happy with how well that has been doing and um, they also mentioned that they're going to make some changes for example uh, they're going to make it so you can you, they're going to get rid of their dedicated uh, uh, app for uh, getting um, showtime and instead make it so you can uh, subscribe for showtime directly within the paramount plus app this isn't, I don't think, getting rid of all the other ways you can get the Showtime, which they're basically story... doing what HBO Max did. Yeah, they're rolling, the they're rolling Showtime into right. where my internet is bouncing. Um, yeah, they're they're rolling it into Paramount Plus, like HBO Max is. You can still right. get HBO on the side, but why would you? Because it's the same price. Yeah, they, they mentioned that you can still get it though through Apple TV Plus, Hulu, Prime Video, Sling TV, and virtually every other platform. So it's not going yeah. away, but it will be available inside the system. It looks like it's going to be uh, uh, $10.99 a month. It's like just like it usually is for that for uh, uh, when you would play for it normally. Also, they men mentioned that they're going to be taking over all of the Paramount movies in the future. Uh, so all movies that were under Paramount are going to now be exclusive to the Paramount Plus streaming platform. So uh, starting in the year 2024, uh, any movie that is made by uh, by that. Uh, studio will only be visible viewable from with when you have paramount plus kind of like a disney plus kind of thing so um, all the movies go to that service uh last but not least is that they are uh, changing their name their viacom cbs is dropping that name and totally changing themselves to the name of paramount global and so you were to, so they're they're now paramount that's it it's just paramount say goodbye to uh the tiffany network it's gone I'm, I'm pretty sure that their justification is that or they they decided that this decision was paramount they <laughs> must change their name well cbs viacom was a bad um yeah, it's fine it, 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 it is i think it was a perfectly fine name because it, it i mean it was you, fine when, when but paramount is a better go, oh this is viacom and cbs now it's just paramount i don't know what does that mean i don't know it's a mountain with stars that was in front of some movies that i kind of was okay with and that's it and a and a abandoned tv station that went through like six different names um 
I, I, all I got to say is uh, I think the name Paramount is objectively better than Viacom CBS. It's personally. Yeah. Viacom was a horrible name. CBS is the only thing CBS had is it had the three letter names, just like the, all the old stations, but they're all kind of disappearing anyway. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I, but I, I will don't... default back to the uh, comment from a year or two ago uh, in regards to Paramount Plus. Call it UPN, you cowards. uh so we have a quick story here uh looks like uh the people who are streaming uh were watching the show it looks like 70 percent of those households uh were watching the super bowl uh, over a streaming service uh and without a and uh, that means that they weren't using a bundled tv service to do watch it that's uh Um, this is a i've got my hand up um you can't see it sorry Oh, I'm sorry. When yeah. when was the Super Bowl? Last weekend. Really? That's so seventy percent. That's oh. what like 140 people. <laughs> 140 people? Just 140? Yeah, I mean nobody that I know watched somewhere? it. I, I don't <laughs> no, know. Anybody I, I was I wasn't being I wasn't kidding. I had no clue that the Super Bowl was Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it happened last Sunday. Oh, okay. Nope, no. And actually, last week was a week later than they usually show up because, uh, yeah, they had an extra game sometime in the season. So, uh, all I know is that uh, a lot of people watched it. It was up over since the year before's uh, Super Bowl. So, uh, a, lot well, people, a lot more people <laughs> the were, year before what? the one where they weren't allowed to have a crowd. So that's true. Everybody was like, <laughs> "Screw you." Um, yeah, that's true. I forgot about that, uh, but. Uh, uh, and um, all I got to say is that I, I watched the Super Bowl. Uh, I watched it after the fact, after being recorded and skipped all the baseball, all the football and watched all the commercials because I knew people were going to want to talk about that. So that's it. I, um, I haven't heard. I wonder anybody, if I was counted. Normally after the Super Bowl, the reason I know the Super Bowl happened is people are talking about funny commercials. I haven't seen any mention of any commercials this year. I only have one for you, but I will tell you to be about okay. it after the show. Yeah. Just one. Okay. There's only one good one. All right. Uh, okay. Other than that, we have one more story here today. It looks like Comcast is actually going to pull all their stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. Off they, of Hulu said, they said they were going a while back. Right. They've been mentioning it. They're talking about it. And they thought they might do it. The question was when. And it looks like it's actually going to happen. They're going to spend $3 billion uh in order to pull it from uh and pull it out and it looks like it's going to be uh oh no excuse me they plans to spend three billion dollars on peacock for uh all their all of their content on that but they are looking to pull their information off of this is the uh the shared platform of hulu which would leave uh, a little bit of fox and uh all of the abc of course and uh I think that's it, right? Well, who was left on Fulu after that? Uh, CBS, Disney, no. ABC, Fox. Yeah. yeah. So, but Disney owns ABC and Fox, and they that part still of still a partner. Most of Fox part kind of Fox. So it's it's ABC and Fox. Yeah, because uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, they, I think they. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say that. Yeah, the 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 idea of keeping Hulu separate and and. Now I'm I'm distinguishing Hulu versus Hulu Live, right? Right. Yeah. Um, doesn't seems like it barely makes any sense now. Pull pull these out 
and it's like why is this separate from disney plus uh well it's because I, I mean, I the stuff like... that's not family friendly or family focused is on disney plus right. the stuff that is not is on hulu yeah hulu allows um, them to have that external brand that lets them have cop dramas that have bad things happen fx, yeah. FX is the perfect thing can you yeah. see at all it's always sunny on disney plus <laughs> so so then um that that's a good good point then does it make sense to still be hulu or yeah, does I it mean, make more I, sense I, to brand it to the no, brand that I everybody the worst, knows the like worst, abc the worst thing they could do is change it because hulu is a name that everybody knows and everybody trusts um if you but it doesn't mean what it used to it doesn't really have a meaning it was a place that you go to watch tv a day later right uh you know and if you can't watch anything but one channel or effectively two channels three you've got all of the properties so you've got uh fox abc uh all of their subsidiary cable channels as well um fx and whatnot um i because like obviously i think comedy central is owned by uh nbc right or is it by a company it's one of those that will probably go but yeah i mean there there's lots of channels um that are that fall under the umbrella um but yeah I, i i would say the worst thing they could do is change the name uh i mean look at and just yeah. just look at cbs cbs all access then it's like paramount then it it's just uh you know and pe- it it's been a not good the fact that they have they've been having that name identity issue um yeah. no uh yeah differentiate it because the nice thing is it's it's for the nice thing for disney is it they can put stuff there without fear of hurting the main Disney brand. Um, because if they've got stuff on FX and they call it the ABC app, um, then that could potentially hurt ABC because ABC has its own, uh, you know, identity. And yeah, the Hulu works. Um, and leave it. Yeah, Just- there's apparently, there's actually more than i realized yeah so there's a uh, abc freeform disney channel disney junior disney xd fx fxx fxm national geographic and nat geo wild yep are the different brands so yeah I, I didn't realize just how many there were and that's not even counting the fox related affiliates uh, or subsidiaries if yeah. there's more there fox yeah hulu is probably the best if one of the best deals in streaming television it's been it's my go-to yeah Yeah. so if if you if you have any if only hey i have hulu uh 24 hours later you're watching a show plus they're still doing hulu original tv shows and movies true um there have been a couple big movies uh that were hulu ended up being hulu originals um, I think did I watch that boss mode movie on was that a Hulu picked up? <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I I think obviously it doesn't make sense not to keep it separate. What a kind of idiot would think that it should be combined? Yeah. Although the thing that uh, the Jeez, thing that, that makes me silly. angry 
is that they're gonna uh oh actually this was part of the previous story um that i forgot to mention but uh um <laughs> another thing that's leaving uh is uh south park is becoming in 2023 is becoming a paramount exclusive yep. my internet is unstable thanks for yes, the warning. It is. um but yeah it's okay uh so yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm not as wary of this as I was. I think back. There's not a lot of NBC stuff that I'm watching anymore. So eh, whatever. Yeah, it, it it feels like that the, a lot of their stuff has gone certain way, and it, I, I I don't know if it, I like what the way they've gone with their shows. So it's okay. And is there any more stories? I don't know. Is there one more? No. I think that might have no, been. No, just uh, if you're a South Park uh, fan, uh, Viacom uh, is saying, screw you. You have to sign up for Paramount Plus. <laughs> uh, okay. Nope. That was In our final story. That was our final yeah. story, which means this is the point of the show where we need to go out and say, Thank you to our patrons. Did you know, patrons, that tonight uh, uh, we almost didn't have a show because internet issues and trying to get the stream to turn on and various issues of, that we were having technical difficulties. The good news is in that case where we were not able to get you a show, you would not have had to pay for it. That's a wonderful thing. But we do know that it's important to you to have a show every week, if possible. So... We made we we pulled some strings, we pushed some buttons, we tied things together with a little bit of tape and you know a little ribbon, trying to make this work well for the for tonight. And I think we were able to make it work. So congratulations. Welcome to another show. Thank you very much for your support. We really appreciate it. And if you'd like to be a patron, you can find us at patreon.com slash the vod squad. Okay, guys, I'm gonna Cheers. go ahead, go ahead and move us over to our rants and raves all right since i'm the host tonight i'm gonna tell everybody else to go first who wants to go first uh i'll go ahead and go uh i have actually watched something this week wait a second uh, who are and, you and what have you done with michael that's right uh i watched the new reacher series oh um, oh oh don't spill uh don't uh don't tell me too much but were you, you there like when i told jimmy to watch it it's the it's the one-armed guy that that does it so um now you don't have to watch it does um, he reach what he's reaching for i just want to know yep well yep. see the name is weird because the dude's really tall <laughs> i don't think he really has to reach for anything. he doesn't have to reach well, at but all no, no he other people ask him to reach things that's what he's, he's the reacher. reacher oh hey can you get that yeah. thing i can't reach <laughs> <laughs> can you he reach just walks it? around pe with people asking him to get stuff off the top shelf of the Makes walmart much more sense. <laughs> so so let me ask um so you were there when i when i told jimmy to watch it right i was oh yeah Okay. No, I was uh, too. Do was my description to Jimmy uh accurate? I I, um, I was it was kind of it was kind of dumb fun. Uh not real not real like grounded in reality. <laughs> but yeah, I mean I thought it looked it seemed exactly the way your typical uh, military police officer would be like his skill set and mm -hmm abilities 100 typical military police 
Um, but it was a little yeah, self-aware, kind of very realistic, and yeah, no, I I think it, I thought it was fun. Uh, yeah. It was, yeah. I mean, if you've seen any of the Jack Reacher movies, you kind of know what to expect. Uh, I don't think it was a big stretch. I do honestly think this was better than either of the Jack oh, Reacher absolutely. movies. Absolutely, <laughs> um, and I liked wow. them, but I just didn't think they were great. I, I enjoyed uh, watching them. He uh, Thad from Blue Mountain State is a much more believable Jack Reacher than the four foot five uh, Tom Cruise. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and the cast could be much more diverse because they didn't have to hire people that were under five foot yeah. tall. Um, and it was, and it was uh, most of the people on there were people that I already like um, for different reasons. Uh, so yeah, I, it was fun. I don't think I knew a single person in that movie. Oh, from anything else in the show at all. Like not yeah, one. Of, well, that's not true. Uh, the FBI agent dude, I recognized him from something else. Mm -hmm. Literally the only person in the whole movie, the whole show that I, that I am look, certain. Look that up I the knew. mayor and you'll go, Oh crap. Oh. Cause he was, yeah. he's been in everything since like the eighties. You're right. Um, that's uh, true. No, and you're, then, you're like I said, right. the, the main detective, the only reason I knew him was from because he was the main character on iZombie. Um, mm. which if you haven't watched that, you should. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, I saw like three crimes. episodes of that, so I may have seen him there. I definitely you're right. The mayor dude, I, I knew him. He's been yeah. in a ton of stuff, so you're right about that. But yeah, I mean there was just people would pop up and it's like, oh hey, mm -hmm. I like them. Um, yeah, it was a fun show. It yeah, was it was, really... it was closer to burn notice than uh what's that uh uh what's the uh, Tom Clancy TV show um yeah that's also on Amazon uh, Jack Ryan Jack Ryan so it's closer yeah. to burn notice than Jack Ryan but it's not as silly as burn notice but it was right. fun it was fun yeah I I agree I thought it was really enjoyable it was um it wasn't some sort of like artful you know it wasn't cerebral show but it was, was definitely enjoyable and that was that was the other thing that i really liked about it it's one of the few shows out there that isn't trying to shove the writer's politics down your throat yeah yep agreed all right hey clyde you got anything for this week i watched uh this thing on netflix now that i am not penalized for trying stuff I started watching that Inventing Anna. Have you guys heard anything about this? What what was it called? Sorry. Inventing Anna. Inventing Anna. It's mm -hmm. based on the true it's based on the story of that Anna Delvey uh con artist that passed herself off as like a German heiress a few oh. years ago. Uh I think the show was kind of kind of interesting but very frustrating because by the end of the show i feel like they were trying to push the viewers uh into a sympathetic state hmm. um which totally if that character was anything or if the real person was anything like the character portrays she deserves absolutely no sympathy um <laughs> but uh it wasn't bad it wasn't great. Uh, it stars uh, just uh, is it Jessica Garner? 
Uh, she's the blonde Julia Julia Garner from Ozark. She's uh the hillbilly assistant blonde hmm. girl on Ozark. Although her that accent that she was trying to do that was very annoying. Um, I was very annoyed by it. So hmm. I don't know. It, it, this is uh this is one of the Shonda Rhimes new uh, projects. They kept the every episode started uh, with some variation on this is based on or the facts in this are true, except for the ones that aren't um, <laughs> or except for the ones that are completely made up or except for the ones that are BS. And they, they found interesting ways to paste that disclaimer into the background at the beginning of every episode so sometimes it's on a newspaper sometimes it's on the wall in graffiti so i mean they did they did some cool stuff uh telling a story uh but i towards the end i was kind of getting annoyed by uh the heavy-handedness of the writing um you could you started to see what they were trying to force you to but i don't know it wasn't great. It wasn't bad. We're checking out, especially now that if you don't like it, you can remove it from your continue watching. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's the only reason I started it. Well, I'm glad you found something you liked on Netflix. Oh, I, I don't know if I. And I'm glad that if you didn't find something you liked on Netflix, I found something that it. I didn't regret. I don't regret watching it. Okay. <laughs> uh, I have two things to update. One thing is uh, last week or the week before I mentioned that I was trying to make my streaming service, my in-house cloud streaming service thing. Uh, I was able to procure uh, via a friend a, an older NVIDIA card, um, but it does work to do what I want to do. And I am doing the streaming within my house between my two computers and um, that little guy, that little that little streaming box is in my other room, and I can use that uh, to stream using Parsec and play high-end games at, with uh, with almost no visual quality loss and very low latency because <laughs> uh, it's inside my network. It's low. It's like less than ten millisecond, the nanosecond or millisecond uh, latency. Oh, I, I can't tell. And play fun games off of my machine and leave the 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 loud machine in this room so that's the idea and possibly go somewhere else and be able to over the internet connect to it and maybe do something maybe not so latency requirement but be able to play my games get to my desktop and do things i am happy to say that that does work get an nvidia video card for your server machine to do that in order to get good uh streaming from it you can use it uh you can use the built-in radeon graphics card of the of a ryzen chip or as i did uh, uh the r7 chip on my uh on my uh athlon based chip that does decode fast enough and it does fine no hicks no hiccups or anything like that but, no, uh, hicks. no hiccups it, it might have hicks i don't know you can have hicks i don't care um but the important thing is that that setup does work and uh, i do recommend it for people so the other thing is this weekend we had company over. We've been doing that a lot recently, <laughs> feels like. Uh, the companies, uh, everybody went to bed, but just in case somebody needed something, everybody went to bed early on twos. But I decided I wanted to stay up and watch uh, a movie. And I have not, and I, I turned on HBO Max 
and uh, I have never seen um, Justice League. So I turned on the Snyder Cut because I'd not seen either version of Justice League. And apparently the Snyder Cut's the better one, according to many people. I liked it fine. It was fine. It was long. It was four hours long. And, but it, it, it felt like it filled that time nicely. <laughs> it didn't feel like it was drawn out. And so uh, yeah, it was good. It was a good four hours watching it. Uh, initially, I was annoyed with the fact that it was a four by three uh, setup. Uh, but after 30 minutes max. Wait, the whole thing is four by three? The whole thing is four by three. That's right. The Snyder Cut is all four by three. I think there's even a version that says Justice is Gray, which is the whole show is in black and white. I didn't do that one. <laughs> I that I don't claim to understand that. I just wanted to watch the movie. I'm so definitely not fine. watching it now. <laughs> so I went ahead and watched it uh, from beginning to end, and that disappeared. I lost the, that that annoyance disappeared within th- less than thirty minutes. So that my I, my brain apparently cut that out, and the movie was fine. There was nothing wrong with it. It was. Uh, I, I liked it just fine. I don't have a problem. I would. I'm curious if I went back and watched the theatrical release, if I would watch that, if I would like it or hate it hate, after watching the this version. Yes, that's what I was going to ask you: is how do they compare? Yeah, and so I decided to do the Snyder cut first, and I would like to see. If, maybe I will go watch so the shorter. Apparently, what I'm hearing is the Snyder cut refers to the fact that he cut off everything that's to the left and the right. <laughs> yep sounds like it (laughs) well it's also like an hour longer right like yeah it's a four-hour movie versus that's how he he made room for the extra hour as he cut out everything that was on the left and the right right saves bandwidth right that's what it is the last hour is the stuff from the left and the right it's not (laughs) terrible it's a bit confusing it is i'm I'm demonstrating with my hands and you can't see it (laughs) Uh, (laughs) yeah you take the left and the right and then stick it together so then you see like yeah okay uh but uh the uh I liked it just fine. I would be. I might watch the other one just to see a comparison because you know this might be interesting. But uh, I just wanted to. I, I, first of all, I really like the Superman series. Batman versus Superman was eh, not so good, but uh, I liked both. I like the Superman Man of Steel movie, and uh, I like. I actually haven't seen Aquaman. I should probably watch that now. Aquaman and I don't know. Okay. If, I, I don't I know. I rather enjoyed Aquaman. Um, yeah, I hear it's goofy fun, and that's great. And that's why it's I the enjoyed best it. Of the new, it's the best of the new generation of. It's the of Thor DC of movies, DC, in my opinion. It's the great. Thor of DC. <laughs> um, that's which fine. is why I'm I'm usually excited when a new Thor movie comes out, because and it's I could care less about the rest of them. Um, I will I will probably go see uh, the new Aquaman when it comes out. Um, although I heard they're trying to move away from the goofiness and get more serious, mm. and oh, that just like as long as they have some goof in it, that's fine. Yeah, uh, but before I, I, so, uh, okay. uh, did we know if Aquaman happens after uh, uh, Justice League or before? I don't know. I'd figure that out when I watch it. Was he in Justice League? <laughs> yes, he was. Then it was then Aquaman would be before I think because he okay. didn't seem to have any tie into anything at okay. that point and also i'm curious if there's ever going to be anything else done in this universe or was this a 
quote unquote failure in the theater, but a success in the Snyder Cut, apparently was a big success. Are they going to come out and bring with more? I have no idea. Uh, I think they could. I think they really could at this point. All, all of the know. all of the co-op movies going forward are going to be four by three. Hmm. I That's I don't think success. that I I think they will continue to to release. Well, they have the Batman now, which is not part of this. Yeah, that that's so. yeah, that's alternate. Uh, so, so but they do have a new Wonder Woman coming out. Oh, they do. Yeah. Hmm. Um, okay. they've got the new Aquaman coming out. Well, they do. So okay, I cool. would assume there will probably be another Justice League. Um, okay. Yeah. You get Justice League versus the Harley Quinn stuff would be right. cool. That would be cool. Um, like uh, Birds of Prey was good. I saw that. Um, I have not seen any, any of the Harley Quinn Birds of Prey any any of that. Yet, yeah, so. the Birds of Prey was good. I didn't I didn't watch the Suicide Squad movie that was recent. Huh. Um, okay. But. Um, yeah, Birds of Prey was just fun, um, <laughs> which is the problem with the DC movies. They're not fun. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, they do good. And I, I keep saying this. DC does good with TV. Right. Yeah. They need to stick to TV. <laughs> and conversely, Marvel does good with movies. They need to stick to movies. I know there are people who feel uh, the way you feel about it, and that's fine. There are also people who feel like they're doing fine. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's like, okay, just cut your, just stick to the things that you're good at, and you know, Marvel, you can you can own the theaters, and DC, you can own the televisions, and because there's so much great DC stuff out there that is not tied to the movie universe, like. I am. I need to go back and watch the new season of uh, what was uh, the Batman's Butler is uh, Pennyworth. Yeah, I need to watch the Pennyworth. Uh, the first season of Pennyworth was awesome, hmm. and highly recommend it to everybody. It's on uh, Stars. Yep. Um, it was really cool, <laughs> and it was fun, and it was serious, and it was it was just had a cool kind of vibe um takes place in the 60s back when he it was when he first met uh bruce and uh bruce wayne and martha his father yeah what was it yeah um martha's you know, before, mom i forget what yeah, the yeah. Father's I actual bruce name is bruce and martha they weren't married yet so oh. um they and uh yeah it was it it was it was fun it, it had kind of a almost a feel of the Batman TV show um, in like character design and stuff. It was just, yeah, uh, they need to do more like that. Okay. All right. Uh, I think that is the end of everything here. I think we can officially call this the end of the show. Yeah. Hey, uh, just a reminder to everybody out there, the movie party for February is this weekend. We will be watching uh, the human tornado which is technically Dolomite 2, and Petey Wheatstraw. Uh, join us immediately after the Big Boys J Show, which starts at 7 p.m. Central on uh, Twitch. Cool. And then uh, other than that, we're here live yeah. every Wednesday uh, around 9 p.m. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe not exactly, but... Uh, we like try, sir. We, we try. 
<laughs> but if you would prefer to get the audio version, it is available everywhere that podcasts are available. Uh, the White House has not called for us to be censored yet. Uh, they are apparently uh, trying to censor me via audio uh, internet issues. Oh, but, that makes more sense. That's why you're um, cutting out. Uh, but uh, I yeah. wondered. Uh, if you would prefer a uh, more timely uh, version of the audio, become a patron. Just $1 a month will get you a custom RSS feed with immediate return on investment. And uh, yeah, that's, that, that's All it. All right. With that, I think we should uh, say goodnight. Goodnight, everyone. Night. Bye. Job's done. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>